Castle here. Welcome to DMT Radio, a Moon Juice Stomper presentation. I'm going to do some readings from my book, Moon Juice Stomper. It's set in Disco Valley at the end of the 80s. I was a music collector and dancer and traveler and DJ in Goa between 87 and 96 which was an apogee of a revolution that happened with electronic music all over the world, but specifically in Goa, a zeitgeist seed was planted and a senius. A senius is like a collective mind. A movement happened there, seeded in amongst the counterculture. Moonju's Stomper is a document on those times. It's a novel with characters it's a pastiche of personalities based on real events and set and seen politics. Since the 90s, Goa has become a catchphrase for all kinds of noon sphere type ideologies and concepts and philosophies about dance music and especially to do with music that's played at parties outdoor in nature. The word psychedelic really is all about variety, a mix-up, all kinds of flavors, feelings, sensations, ideas and music and rhythm. Goa had always been an alternative in-between liminal zone where travelers went and people went to Asia looking for truth and alternative lifestyles. And Goa was like a oasis where you could drop out as it were and develop some independent new community subculture. In the 80s when computers were really coming into electronic music, Goa itself as a party place was under the radar. There was a lot of freedom. It was a great situation to incubate experimentation with parties and all kinds of ideas with dance music. In the 70s it was all about bands and jam bands. And then Renegade DJ started playing electronic evil techno. I say evil because the puritanical hippies back then regarded as being rather nephrous. There was a resistance to drum machines. They were referring to DJs as techno witches. DJs started playing parties with cassettes on the beach in the jungle, um, non-stop. 12-hour, 8-hour sessions of dance music and people were loaded on psychedelics. And of course it was in lush nature, sunrise, planets and loving, caring, Indian, Goan local culture nurturing all this. Like a subsistent cross-cultural relationship. I'm originally from New Zealand. I'd been involved with punk groups and rock and roll in the 70s there running a venue and involved with some bands. Uh, and I'd also had an art gallery. I was exhibiting visual artists and also doing journalism. 
In the 90s, I put out quite a bit of music by myself and in collaboration with partners. Uh, there's Rhythmistic, there's Mass Array, Sonic Sufi, Manta Ray, Insectoid, Exotic Matter. I was also going to Japan when I wasn't going to Goa in the 80s and 90s and was involved with the outdoor party scene there and also in Amsterdam at the end of the 80s with Pagan Productions. Uh, we did the first parties in Europe, uh, 88, 89, 90 through to 91. In Japan, I've done three documentary films about techno culture, Tokyo Techno Tribes, Manga Mad, and Moon Shadow, which is all about the Eclipse movement. Music has always been like blood for me. I see it as a social vector that carries ideas and feelings and aura of the transpersonal. It's what I tried to convey into the writing. It's kind of like you might call a new sphere literary genre. The thrilling thing about Goa at the end of the 80s into the 90s was that it really celebrated an eclectic mix-up style of music. There was no commercial pressure. The parties were absolutely free and the DJs weren't paid. In fact, they worked really hard to find all the interesting music and created a real fusion of styles, simply called Goa music. And later, we had this genre called Psy Trance. Well, I mean, it was a very broad term back then. And there was, if you look at the 90s, music had a lot more variety in it. Then by 2000, this style, Psy Trance, became very rigid in its aesthetic form and structure the bane of fashion really. Fashion requires a style to have rigid rules and regulations for it to be marketable. The thrust being that dance music now has become like an entertainment phenomena. With DJs on elevated stages putting on a show, reading Moonjuice Stomper will give you insight into how psychedelic techno was found and applied to the scene and seniors of Goa in the 80s and early 90s, which was a unique confluence in space and time. Which brings us to the exceptionally unprecedented times we are currently living in. A confluence of powerful astral deities are constellated in the heavens. Uranus, Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter are reflective of archetypal titanic transits bearing down on earth symbolic of an ensouled universe i personally had a lifelong interest in astrology and the insights it offers it's like humanity is experiencing a collective mortal emergency now as a species humanity is in the crucible right now what we are feeling and experiencing. There have been other occasions like this, like the French Revolution and World War I and World War II. This truly is a time of intense evolutionary pressure for radical reconfiguration of all of life structures. Everything has been leading up to this in recent decades, and especially when Uranus and Pluto came together in the 60s and 70s counterculture, which Goa was reflective of. This correlates with sped up technologies, social protest,
collective movements and geopolitical drama and ecology climate change protest movements. So what we're going through now in 2020 and into the next two years is a profound reconfiguration of life on Earth and its agenda politically, economically, ecologically. It's like the birth labors of a new world, a new humanity, a new Earth community. And of course, music being a vector and a vehicle for that. So I'm really sensing with the downtime now we have of no parties or social gatherings that a fermentation of ideas can happen in arts and creativity. And when we do start up again, that these ideas will be in the ether and be resonating with the consciousness we want to bring into a rebirth society that we want to live in. This is DMTFM. Kerosene lanterns from chai shops lit up Disco Valley from the edge of the bar area down to the beach. The sound of a distant petrol generator and swarming motorbikes could be heard in the background of conversations in a multitude of languages on chai shop mats. Half an hour before midnight, Doc Silver snapped a cassette into a Sony Walkman to start the party with I'm tired of getting pushed around by two men, a drum machine, and a trumpet. Dancers jettisoned bags and jackets with chai mummers and headed to the dance floor like sonic moths homing in on ultra-violet frequencies. Prior to dropping down to Disco Valley from his hut on an upper terrace overlooking middle Vagator Beach, Jules had peeped into his ephemeris to scope what was happening in the heavens. The astrological weather spoke of chaos and transfigurement. Venus was very much in the mix. What kind of person threw a party like this? He snubbed the disquiet of inner voices. Take heed, all is not what you see. What went down with the dark dreadlock DJ? Grappling with notions of emotional intelligence in deciphering the symbols of Zoo's horoscope, he felt himself being pulled deeper into the intoxicating mystery of her allure and wishing to savour it like willingly falling prey under a tantalising wicked spell. And so, 
just let himself float down the terrace slopes of the valley into the party, surrendering to what the mistress of ceremonies had in store. The air in Disco Valley was suffused with aromas of steaming spicy chai, incense, charis, and salty wafts from the Arabian Sea, together with odour traces of cow shit and sweat and flatulence from the loosening of muscular retention in the combustion of the dance floor. After midnight, vividly patterned creatures of the night energetically hopped and jumped and pranced and cavorted hyperspatially throughout its electrified Elysian zones. Teetering on a decision and not seeing Zoo in the party, Jules committed to a Berlin microdot. Doc Silver's novel selection of music was intriguing and highly engaging to dance to. Jules barely recognized one track. Dreadheads were getting down, flinging their rope hair about to mental house music and esoteric techno and weird hybrid fusion styles he couldn't get a handle on. The solid state circuitry of MIDI Mavericks was tickling Jules' skin. It felt like sonic shiatsu, triggering meridians in his body, making it move in new ways. Vocoders teased him like the utterances of cyborg creatures imparting mysterious codexes. In the midst of altered state dancing, in the sound shower's escalating elasticity, the microdot snuck up on him like a serpentine bullet train mainlining his vagus, putting him in a fugue. He glanced into a warping visage of faces attached to shimmying and shaking bodies swinging with arms and legs. The non-pentatonic tunings of the harmonics in passages of the music transported him to foreign topographies of emotion with voices of an unknown dialect appeared. Had primitive ghosts become spirits in the machine? Textures in the fabric of the sound were both dirty and digital. Then the music changed. Angels appeared with blood-stained white wings, their halos tinged in minor chord dirge. Thoughts atomized, taking on the form of three-dimensional molecular geometry. The microdot turned the brain secretions of worrisome thoughts into floating shuttlecocks, easily battered away by a flutter of an eyelid on his dashboard. As the hallucinogen took hold, he became acutely aware of multiple parts of himself, the different sub-personalities that lived inside of him, all clawing at him, wanting to have their say. He was seeing green LCD crawler texts running over squirming gyrating bodies on the dance floor that said, we give you a place of refuge. He wondered who we were. He spun 360 degrees and threw errant subpersonalities up against the ropes of his inner vision, summoning the overlord of his sentient superconscious mind to iron out the spitzer frantic mentasm which the hallucinogen was magnifying. Then, suddenly, from out of a frenzy of bodies all around him, an agile limbed figure appeared wearing glaring face paint with Thai hill tribe, vest open at the chest. The figure turned into a gymnast performing 
spit up yoga asana salute to the moon moves then stopped dead motionless in front of jewels and smiled ananta further afield a bald-headed caucasian buddhist monk danced in a golden robe and a majestic cavalist female creature flapped diaphysis butterfly wings the hilarity of the splendor erupting all around him set jewels free from being held captive by squabbling schizo subpersonalities what were those parts of himself attempting to defend how did those parts set up shop in his head in the first place how much ram memory had they hogged in his hippocampus in the course of his life up till now wasn't it about time he reconfigured his memory board could this party be a silver bullet in snuffing out the hard wiring of prenatal code written way back in time like back when he was a zygot beta testing the waters of what would spew him into this life user permissions granted no matter how buggy the predestined os of the operating system of his family psychological inheritance its pram zapped and world shattering labor of birth contractions just like the pummeling rhythms of the technodelic music he now found himself surrendering to the music playing was pushed by the invincible spirit what did cosmos and psyche have in mind with the unique constellation of stars at the moment of his first breath how much of this other self had colluded in the fate of the blueprint of the heavens jules was experiencing himself as a mysterious traveler beyond the vehicle of his body the hallucinogen was unlocking chambers in his brain depositories of residues of memories sounds and the music were opening up secret vaults of cryptic feelings embedded in fuzzy logic scripts strands of genome formed eons ago passed down through the quagmire of ancestral blood ensouled into what his brain spuzzed axons on the spinning splatter of its infinitely vast hard drive threaded him all the way back down to the first memory of a homo sapien ancestor DMTFM Psytrance 247 The hallucinogen ran down the loom of Jules spine electrifying its circuitry piston like percussion drove him to pound his legs harder and harder down on disco valley dirt In the morphogenic field of the bodies at its center, he felt himself lifting off doing moves he never thought possible. Oh, the wisdom of the body. He overrode out of control alert alarms and tumbled in the flurry of eddies of orally excited air. His distended third eye, like a guardian thalamus gyrus feeler, in sync with the beat. His feet maintain traction with terra firma as the rising intensity of the lunatic full moon beam down on the acid disco inferno vivid costume dances 
biomechanically oscillated like night-glow ingredients in a gurgling stew of sound. Surrounding them was the brushwork spells of Zoo's ring of fluorescent fire that looked like flaming mother-in-law's tongues. Hieroglyphic symbol paintings hung off branches through which leapt a unicorn, the sound coming out of black speakers of the PA at the edge of the jungle whisked everything like an egg beater. Electromagnetically, neutrons and protons inside particles of audio unhinged themselves from their sound bite husks, turning Disco Valley into torrents of plasmatic electricity. Dancing bodies became a collective pulmonary hyperventilating vast amounts of cubic air infused with disco valley dust. Jules microscoped into multicellular form where free radicals zoomed every which way. Pumatically peddling, his body became an automated buggy, sub-personalities of his split-off self laughed at him from the plasmatic soup on the other side of the fisheye lens he was viewing them through. Shuttlecocks of thought appeared. He turned them into ping-pong balls and flicked them away. Gravity was glutinous. He felt like rhubarb pudding, yet his automatic pilot had him phase-locked in a rhythmism, reflexively synced in soma-saturated sound waves, stretching brain plasticity in the swirling gyrosity of a supra-conscious telepathic group mind. The woozy dissolving of the interior lattices of his rhubarb stalk self had been scary. Cognitive dissidents jackknifed him. Fear defences had been scrambled when waves of anxiety hit like turbinates as the microdot peeled him down through metis to axon dendrites where medulla obligata merged with the transpersonal, where DNA matrices micro-binary spun inside thonic corpuscles of plasmatic soup. It was there, in the realm of mystical drug tech, that he was hit with a transfiguring thunderbolt to the center of his cerebellum that was like an apotheosis deliverance, cracking the epistemological sump of a solipsistic self. Then, an elephant appeared Lord Ganesh glowed with a cheerful aura that brought calm to Jules' psychonaut-beaten brow. He felt his heartstrings plucked like a harp and was struck by the realisation that he was at the exact same spot of his last encounter with the Elephant God, the exact same spot where he'd melted in a lingering kiss with pillowy lips after he'd dismounted the elephant on the half-moon with the Disco Valley Mistress of Ceremonies. Then Mistress Zoo appeared in a hallucination, presenting him a chalice inside which he couldn't tell whether it was wine or blood. He wondered about the complex Scorpio waters he saw in her horoscope, the extremes of which he could imagine her, a nun, a temple harlot, a high priestess, he pondered her dalliance with the dark dreadlock DJ, the apogee of which she was evidently in rebound of, with himself now seemingly on track to be the recipient of. Fresh into the psychotropo. Oh.
kaleidoscopic world of a Goa party season, Jules was bombarded with fractal impressions that wasn't wearing blinders. He trusted the sixth sense that looked after him. He wondered about the machinations to pull off such a party. It was though he was being initiated into a secret society that resided beneath the surface of bohemian tourism. A secret scene that only showed its true colours in plumage and intentions after midnight. Time had telescoped on the dance floor and once again he wondered where the mistress of grand ceremonies was. Was she doing her disappearing act thing? He looked over to the DJ hut in the jungle, its shadowy comings and goings of what he supposed was a subscene cognoscenti. He pondered the special Goa music, which was doing wonders on him, filling him with bewildering fascination of the mystique of something rare, something veiled, esoteric, as though the music was coming from another planet, with sound, a bridge between worlds. Suddenly, as if the valley had dropped beneath him like a huge trapdoor, he slid off the edge of his mind and tumbled into freefall, but then felt a whisker on the back of his neck. Pulling the focus on his sound and vision sensors, he turned around to be greeted by the swing of a long tail miniskirt. Cut up the thigh, it was made of strips of leather and lace with feather frills. At its center, was an Aphrodite belt pinched at the waist. Its bold burnished buckle featured the symbol of Lilith. His starry glazed eyes met green eyes that were offset with peacock shadow and stardust glitter. Libidinal voltage buzzed, metabolic circuitry raced, skin shimmered and glowed and glistened, bodies briefly bumped, Trembling hands touched. All around them in Disco Valley, the lost tribe of the future galloped full trot as Jules and Zoo, her less and less a siren, now more like a mesmerizing minx, had a conversation of dance moves. Doc was playing Communicate, Razor Made Mix by Microchip League. Coast to
Drop that bass. 
Fantastic. 